0: Quintel was used to fancy occasions, and fancy company. While the typical citizen may associate forest elves with simple, easy-going forest life, Quintel could attest that elves had their moments of high society and high expectations. Before leaving his home forest of Ren Quintel was nearly stifled by that very pressure. Present, his father, the central elder would firmly request. Stand at peace, but stand straight." As a child, he never understood the apparent contradiction. How could he be both relaxed as a twisting willow, and yet as tall, stiff, and straight as the trees that towered above their homes? The pressure was nice to escape, as he left as soon as he came of age. However, he came to crave that at-peace, yet tense balance that the elves had cultivated once he went out among foreign groups and cultures. Men and dwarves especially made relaxing, quote-unquote, an art form, or at least a craven indulgence. Drowning once again in a sea of slovenly acquaintances and friends, the elf wished, to his own surprise, that he could have experienced an ounce of that easy, practiced grace of his people. And so, when the captain of his group, Lundar, informed everyone that they would be visiting the governor's home for dinner that evening. He felt elated. Yes, they were going there to ask for a favor, but Quintel Quintel was sure that he would get some of the etiquette, culture, and perhaps the grace that he had been starving for. Hello, and welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. My name is Tanner Wayland, and together we will learn about how to prepare the best adventures and environments for our players to enjoy, and frankly for us to enjoy as well. Uh, thank you for coming and listen well, not coming, but listening <laughs> at least. Uh, I really appreciate that, and uh, honestly, there's a lot going on for us. Uh, first off, we were supposed to have a one-shot this Saturday the 17th. Um, I was supposed to run it. I had a great campaign. <laughs> not campaign, one-shot session ready and uh but you know life happens my my wife's uh grandma died last week so i'm actually going to be going to a funeral that day and justin did you know out of the kindness of his heart and that's kind of what makes him a great friend uh, he did an offer he's like hey uh, i'll take over and that's what we planned on however some of the players have had to change things so as of now we're working on rescheduling that one shot Uh, for the next uh, couple maybe two or three weeks Um, we'll we'll keep you updated because and this is really cool uh, we're going to be streaming that game so that you can watch it's going to be on our website betterdungeonmaster.com forward slash watch but yeah keep an eye out Uh, we'll be announcing on instagram uh, and probably putting that, that link in the newsletter as well, as well as the, uh, the show notes, uh, for this. Um, otherwise, uh, we have, I mean, that's not the only one coming up. We actually have another one shot that, uh, that we're very excited for. We're going to have a guest DM. This is big. First time that we've had one on our, like for our show, for our listeners. Um, for example, uh, Robbie or bone daddy as he's affectionately affectionately known on the podcast this dungeon is occupied um which uh, you you would have heard because we've actually interviewed them before they're great love them robbie he's going to be running a horror themed adventure uh, in october and so we'll we'll keep you updated as we get closer to that Uh, but we'll have that watch link there um i think we were pretty much filled up i think there might be one space left uh, for his, e- either way, I'm gonna have the sign up link. Um, just uh, all you need to do is sign up for our newsletter, and there is a link there for you to, to for you to uh, sign up uh, for the one shot. Um, otherwise, uh, like I just mentioned, the newsletter it's a great source of of, uh, of content. Just you know to see how we're doing, but also you know get some creative homebrew uh, creations that we've made. And also just, you know, some suggestions, some further tips, because, uh, I mean, heaven knows that all of us could be better DMs in various ways. Um, but with no further ado, let's get into the main topic today, which is D&D etiquette. So when I say etiquette, you're probably thinking about a few things. You're probably thinking about uh maybe fancy dinners, where forks are supposed to be in a certain way, and you're supposed to have, you know, elbows off the table, there's a certain way that you eat, you know, or maybe you're thinking about parties or Victorian dances, for all I know. Uh Whatever it is, oftentimes etiquette isn't thought of when you think of D&D. A- and I mean, I think there's a reason when we think of D&D we think about friends sitting around a table, snacking, role playing, rolling dice, and you know, generally just being very relaxed. And the idea of etiquette is kind of the opposite. It, it, well, at least it seems that way. It kind of seems stiff and formal like you're around strangers and you're trying to impress them. Uh what what I really wanted to get across with this uh, principle of D&D etiquette is that Uh, etiquette is not just about um, fancy settings, right? Uh, D&D, at its core, is you getting together with people. And at its core, etiquette is about how you act in a group setting without offending, insulting, or upsetting others. Um, And that, uh, you know, when you decontextualize etiquette like that, honestly, you can see that there's multiple ways that it can improve your, ta- your tabletop gaming. Uh, now, you know, in terms of etiquette being stuffy and for strangers, uh, I just, I, I really want to emphasize that most uh, arguments that happen in in relationships where with someone that you've known for a while, at work, with people that you've worked with for, or for a while, or with friends um, an acquaintances playing D and D, most of the conflicts you're gonna have are, you know, issues of communication. And oftentimes it comes because you weren't thinking about how you were communicating something with others. And I mean, I I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but there's been a few times where I've gone down YouTube rabbit holes where, you know, there's certain YouTube channels where they will catalog uh, Reddit, you know, stories on Reddit, um, and share them of D and D disasters, you know, players who kind of, uh, take over the game or try and force other players to act in a way that, you know, that doesn't make them comfortable or isn't how they feel like they want to act. Uh, DMs doing the very same thing, uh, whatever it is, there's so many ways <laughs> where when somebody feels like they're in a quote-unquote comfy setting, a comfy gaming setting, Uh, they kind of forget these principles of, you know, of friendliness, of uh, being polite. You know, they talk over each other. They they don't, you know, find out what others are into. You know, they become very self-focused. And honestly, that's just not only is it rude you know it's also it's also a great way to uh turn a fun game into the kind of one that everybody's just trying to find an excuse to end right like they're just trying to get out of that campaign wait a couple months until the bad taste is out of their mouth, mouth and then um and then you know they'll start with someone else who doesn't irk them um and so i mean there, there's so many reasons why it's worth uh encouraging proper etiquette with with your players um and your players with you and, and and this is even more true nowadays so like i didn't realize because honestly i play a lot with friends you know uh i i don't do D, or at least i didn't before the podcast i didn't play with people that i hadn't met before right Uh, They were typically acquaintances, like really friendly acquaintances or, or like, you know, friends I had known for a while, but more and more nowadays, you know, especially, uh, with Roll20, with Discord, with various, uh, groups where you can kind of reach out and get an online group, uh, etiquette becomes even more important, right? Uh, it becomes like paramount to keeping a story going and also to making friends, right? Uh, within an online space, uh, or if you're the type of person who's, you know, really good at bringing together people that you don't know or friends of friends, you know, and you want that to be a, uh, a, a space that people enjoy coming to and feel like they can be heard, but also, um, you know, the, the, it's kind of a respectful environment uh then i think that 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 should be a, a goal you know it, it honestly it kind of feels like something that should just be expected right like oh why are we even talking about etiquette isn't this kind of common sense that you don't act like a jerk you don't uh you don't throw off certain social expectations um honestly i i, I would agree typically But I've just seen that some people get too comfy or they're a little thoughtless in and not in the like, oh, you're a jerk, you're thoughtless, thoughtless in the way that they don't they don't realize certain bad habits that they get into. Right. Uh, When when it comes to role playing. Um, So that's what I kind of that's kind of the why of etiquette being important is to create that friendly space and environment uh, where everybody feels like they want to go because everybody kind of has a base level of, um, of social awareness, understanding, you know, politeness. Uh, now, as far as I, I do have some examples and specific principles, I want you to keep in mind. But first, let us continue with the story. Lundar, Quintel, and their companions walked up the cobbled path leading to the governor's large home. Before anyone could knock, the main door swung open, and a finely-dressed servant bowed to greet them. This way, he motioned them through a finely-decorated hall of polished stone. There they saw more servants, setting a long table with silverware, dishes, and candles. In the corner, violins played a soothing, conversational tune. Quintel preened as he was sat at the table. Looking at the measured poise of the servants, he felt like a civilized elf for the first time in ages. He had even worn his finest robes, and he stood as the governor and his wife entered the hall. Quintel's companions were less quick to rise, however, looking like children allowed to dine at the table with adults. The food was delicious, and the conversation pleasant, until Lundar cleared his throat to ask, Uh, governor, sire. We have come to ask for aid in a quest of most importance. We have come to this town at the behest of a man named Jordel, who believes that your town is in great danger. We seek your cooperation if you'll allow." The governor's practiced smile broke, and a bead of sweat rolled from his forehead as he responded, Uh, "'Jordell, I have never heard of such a man, but I can assure you that this town is perfectly safe. You will certainly find other places with needs far greater than ours.' Uh, He laughed in a nervous way and abruptly moved to stand up. His cup tumbled over, spilling violet wine on his trousers and across the table. Cursing, he simply waved over his shoulder at the sitting group before stomping off. Quintel started. Surprised at the sudden change in mood, the violins had gone quiet as they finished eating. Once they finished, they were ushered out into the cold night. To continue with our topic on D&D etiquette, here are some principles that I uh, that I thought of and a few that I looked up online uh, in regards to what other uh, DMs find to be helpful uh, in encouraging in players, but certainly, you know, practicing for themselves. Um, first, and this is something that I can't stress enough, is the importance of listening. Uh, there's so many times when you want to talk, you know, because I think everybody that comes to D&D, you know, if they wanted a story, they would have read a book or watched a movie. If they're at, you know, if they're, you know, tabletop role-playing, they want to be involved. Uh, and so with, with that in mind, uh, you know, it's normal for people to, to talk, you know, sometimes talk over others. Um, but what I'm just going to encourage you to do is find more opportunities to listen. Now, the great news here is that you can kind of do both by asking a lot of questions. Uh, as a DM, that's especially true, right? Uh, for example, uh, if... If you are confused by what a player wants to do, you know, keep asking, uh, if, if players are, you know, having issues, make sure that you're not, uh, you're not so distracted planning your next step, uh, that, um, that you aren't paying attention, you know, you're just like, oh, what am I going to do next? And you're unable to see where your players have hit a hitch in you know in the gameplay kind of flow right cuz there's many times when maybe they're confused about how to deal with a certain challenge uh or they're confused about how to get the most out of a role play encounter or um or it's a battle and i uh, you know you can tell that someone's getting frustrated if you pay attention if you listen during those times rather than rushing them rather than well little caveat there it's okay to rush. No, once again, I hate that word rush. Uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that it's okay to have a standard or an expectation for quickness, for speed rather. Um, But, but while you do have that, you also need to make sure that uh, if someone's, you know, if someone's stumped by something, th- then take the time to talk with them to make sure that they feel you know that their plans their goals their confusion is understood and being addressed um and and also encourage this with your players uh, honestly if 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 they start you know if somebody has a hard time explaining themselves um or is quieter and then they start to talk but then another more boisterous player uh you know begins talking over them because like oh that's uh you know that's uh uh, the the quiet friend of the group and they don't have a loud voice and you know when they do start talking they quickly stop talking once getting talked over you need to be aware of that you need to know who those people are and you need to know when to listen to them and when to be like oh hey uh john uh i noticed that uh that Jason was speaking, uh, would can uh, I want to hear what you have to say? But I, I wanted him to finish talking first. Hello, this is Tanner, and I wanted to introduce you to the character I'm playing for a live-play D campaign on the Pact and Boon podcast. His name is Wolfgang Kindstatter. He's a dampier, meaning his father was a vampire and his mother was a human. He was raised in a noble family of vampires that specializes in providing mercenaries for both nobles and criminals, which is where he learned his skills to become a ranger. At least, when he wasn't being bullied by his half-siblings. All that changed, of course, when he got sent to the Nine Hells of Calignos, where our story begins. If you'd like to follow along with our adventures, please check out our new live play podcast, Pact and Boon, when it comes out this Friday, the fifth of April, twenty twenty four. Go to session zero dot com forward slash packed N boon to get more info. We are so excited to share our adventures with you. Um, if you encourage that, then And also, you know, if it becomes a real problem, talk with, you know, in this situation, John, quote unquote, uh, who is the more talkative one. If you ask them in private to, you know, be aware of that and not like be like, hey, that's negative, but instead be like this person, this other person is more quiet person. You know, we need to encourage them to feel comfortable to speak um, and that we're going to listen. If you encourage that, then that's going to make it a much more equal experience, which will make it a more fun experience. Because, you know, with D and D, much like life, variety is the spice. You know, uh, and that means a variety of voices, variety of um, of opinions, and so for you and your players, that's going to be so much better. Uh, second, and this is true of uh, of players and also dms i mean it's true of everyone i think dms it's less of an issue but you know be prepared that's that's a huge principle of D etiquette if you come uh to a session unprepared you know you don't have your uh you know in a player's case you don't have your uh character sheet um or as a, a dm you know you're spending forever getting set up while everybody's you know just waiting um whatever it is uh you know, the people that loses it, that slows the flow. Sometimes it, um, makes it so you just over time, it makes it so you can experience less. And, and I, I can tell you right now, there's some people who are going to get annoyed by that. Uh, typically I'm the kind of person who's willing to give, you know, the benefit of the doubt, but I know I'm in the minority there in terms of, uh, impatience and, and people wanting, you know, expecting a certain standard of, You know, hey, if you come to the session, be ready. Uh, That means dice ready. That means, you know, mini, maps, everything. You you know, we need to be patient with people when they aren't prepared. But for you, your goal should always be uh, to be prepared. But honestly, there's another form of unpreparedness that I think does really, I mean, get my goat (laughs) uh, to sound like an old person. Um, it's when you're unprepared with what to do, uh, during combat, during a combat encounter, uh, when it's your turn, you know, when it's gone through everyone else, I know that, you know, it gets easy to just focus on what they're doing, but you should have an idea of what you'd like to do so that your turn can be over, you know, I mean, as fast as as possible, but certainly within a minute right if you're able to you know and this is hard depending on the classes right if you're a wizard it gets easy to be like oh my goodness someone just changed uh, you know another player just changed you know where their character was and that changes my plans that that's fine and i think people understand that but i think for everybody's peace of mind and also their patience uh just trying to be quick Regardless, and realizing that you know what, you could take that extra two minutes, two, three, four minutes, and come up with the "quote unquote" perfect move. But you know, sometimes an imperfect move that's really quick uh, will get the job done, <laughs> and everybody will be much more happy with you, and also happier with the um, with the session uh, because you just get to get through more uh, as you're quick um, with your with your turns. Um, so, uh, otherwise, uh, I want to say, uh, something, and it kind of, I, I touched on this with the, uh, listening principle, but, but equal, uh, spotlight, I, I I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, but basically, uh, e- equality or, or, um, uh, yeah, equal presence is probably a good way to put it, uh, is, is it an important part of D&D, you know, I think, uh, it's, there's, with most groups, there's always those people who are more comfortable, maybe a little bit more invested, and they're going to, you know, they're going to have more opinions, <laughs> uh, they're going to speak more when the group's deciding, they're going to, uh, be one of the first people to talk to your random NPC that comes up to them, Um While it's, you know, while it's not great to shut those people down, um, something that you should really strive for is to focus on the people who, you know, naturally kind of sit in the back seat. And, And there's a few ways you can do this, right? You can make sure that they have their character backstory is, you know, maybe integrated more often or you bring it up more often so that they have a specific thing to deal with, right? Now if it's an NPC, you know, instead of them just coming up to the group in general, you know, maybe when the group is a little, you know, spread out across the road or um or they're walking through town looking at stalls, uh you know, you can narratively kind of uh you know, ask what everybody's doing and then with that narrative basically you know place your npc or your plot point in front of you know a couple of those players who typically take that that back seat uh, i think that that's a way that you can really encourage it to not your campaign not to feel lopsided in terms of uh player interaction um and then you know another thing uh that this feels standard but i just you know important to note, don't raise your voice or insult other players. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's pretty basic, but you know, especially if there comes to be like a decision and you feel like, Oh, these players, um, or my fellow players, if you're, you're, you know, in a, in the party, my fellow players are just making a bad decision. Oh, this can be so bad. Uh, remember that, um, that your tabletop campaign can be much more civil, uh, and much more uh fine with messed up quote unquote decisions than than, you know, most other situations in life. Right? Like politics, that that can be a mess because everybody believes that, you know, oh, if the other side wins, then then the world's screwed up here's a great thing about tabletop role-playing let's say that you uh you have to get into that castle um and part of the group is saying go through the front gate and the other group is saying uh hey go through the sewers you know uh of the castle while it feels incredibly important if you get outvoted here's a great thing one you've got a dm uh who who can you know notice that like hey players are choosing something a little bit less smart and they can, you know, theoretically show them that they chose something bad um while also hopefully, you know, not ruining the game for them. You know, you have to trust your DM to some extent to uh to be cool, you know. <laughs> that sounds a little juvenile, but like, you know, be cool about it and not, you know, not make not bust your balls on hey You guys need to be so careful with every choice, you know, that it's a game first and foremost. And and so you as a player and you as a DM, if your players are, your player, fellow players are making poor decisions and you get outvoted, then it's fine to go with the flow, right? You're going to have a different experience. That's for sure. You know, it's going to be a little bit harder, but there's also probably going to be more drama. Um, and it's going to honestly probably make for a better game than if you just did the uh, if you always did the safe choice. And so you know, don't insult other people for wanting to do differently. Don't raise your voice at them. Um, realize that you know failure in the context of a game can actually be quite fun. And they, same as you, get if they don't see an issue, they're going to learn from their experience, and that's that's a beautiful thing about tabletop role playing is because you have a safe environment to do that um to mess up and learn from it rather than getting mad that you didn't choose perfectly all the time um now uh as a dm this is kind of well as a dm and a player but i would say mostly as a dm uh the principle of requesting uh cooperation um or requesting specific behaviors is important. So when I'm talking about etiquette here, um, many times it would be nice if players and DMs thought of their own behavior on their own, you know, but you can't always expect that um, because people, people change. They, they uh, you know, sometimes they change on their own. Sometimes it takes them a long time. And if you're getting impatient, Once again, to the last point, don't raise your voice. Instead, I would say request that they, you know, change their behavior. You obviously have good taste. I mean, you listen to How to Be a Better DM, after all. We thank you so much for your support. And if you've ever gotten anything useful from How to Be a Better DM, take a minute and rate us and review us on your podcast listening app of choice. It goes a very long way to helping our show help many more Dungeon Masters out there who are just like you. If you love our content, help others become better Dungeon Masters too. Don't demand it uh, and be like, hey, you can't believe you keep doing that. Don't, uh, don't, you know, try and point them out in a very embarrassing way. Instead, you know, and if you do this as a group request, um, or, you know, after the session is over and you talk, you're texting with that player who had an issue, you know, just, it's okay to ask somebody to behave differently, right? Uh, the way you ask is important, you know, don't demean them, don't make them feel, you know, like they're a problem child of your group or anything, but just, you know, be like, Hey, I noticed that, uh, that when everybody didn't go along with your plan, uh, it was kind of rough. You know, Uh, how how are you feeling? You know, listen to them and then be like, hey, I, I understand where you're coming from. It is a game. Can I ask you in the future, you know, if a vote happens like that, you know, are you willing to be cool? Are you willing to be understanding and go along with the group? You know, asking a direct request as a DM like that in a respectful but you know clear way that can do so much for you and for your players so that's what i really recommend as dms learn to request certain behaviors certain kinds of etiquette uh because i mean this is a podcast about how to be a better dm uh and dms it's kind of their role to help players to be better players right um and, you know, just sitting back and hoping that they'll learn isn't always the best way. So you kind of have to take that more direct approach of of just asking um, and in a way that you can honestly, uh, hopefully avoid a lot of repetitive requests or a lot of requests that have the chance to blow up into a personal conflict. A way to avoid that was with the final principle, set expectations uh every we talk about this a lot with like session zeros or when you get together with a new party you have to set expectations not only for like hey this is what the campaign's about but further about how you guys are going to interact and so you know sharing some of the things that I've shared here that's a great way to start but but honestly you can come up with your own list in terms of like decision making in terms of how how long people have to do combat, uh, in terms of what people are expected to bring and be prepared for, uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, you have the chance during a session zero or session one, you know, early on to, to set those expectations. And then from there, uh, honestly, uh, it, the better you do at setting expectations, the easier it will be to request different behavior because you can turn to that player or those players in general and be like, Hey guys, uh, I, you know how we talked about, uh, about not talking over each other. I've noticed that has changed a lot recently, uh, with the last few campaigns, uh, or sessions and I don't, uh, and I just want to really reinforce that, uh, because, I know that some people, you know, have louder voices. Some people are more, you know, firm, but we really want this to be an equal thing. And if you do that after you've already set that expectation at the start and everybody agreed to it, then, you know, that's very easy, uh, criticism because it's like, Oh yeah, we forgot. Sorry, we'll do better. Um, and then it's just reinforcing that, that, uh, behavior at that point. Um, and so, yeah, I, these aren't all of the principles of D and D etiquette, uh, for sure. Cause that's, you know, you could write a book about that and half of the book, no, like most of the book actually would just be, you know, typical etiquette among friends, right? Uh, there is some specific to D and D in terms of, you know, the preparation, the, uh, how people <laughs> interact with the combat role-playing things like that. Um. But a lot of it is just that kind of common, uh, you know, decency or or respect that you need to give other people when you're talking with them and hanging out with them. Uh, And so, you know, at the heart of the golden rule, uh, sorry, at the heart of etiquette is the golden rule, which is, you know, if you treat others how you'd like to be treated and even further, if you take the time to find out how they would prefer to be treated, you're going to have a great time. Uh, So honestly, go out, make uh, your gaming group a wonderful place to be in. And until next time, let's roll initiative.